Welcome to the Encinitas Chamber Chat Live podcast. I'm Carol Knight with the Encinitas Chamber of Commerce. With the help from my talented friends at Max Lux, we will showcase the many aspects and unique qualities of the Encinitas community. Whether it be focusing on local business owners, advice from experts, or highlighting some of the local gems Encinitas has to offer, we hope you'll find this podcast informational and entertaining. Real journalism is challenging and the media landscape continues to change, especially here in San Diego. I believe that local news is really the best source for news. It's written by honest people who have done their research and are balanced and fair. And I'm not alone. In fact, a recent survey says that six in 10 Americans say they have more trust in local than national news to give them information they can use in their daily life. And nearly eight in 10, which is 78%, say they have more trust in local news to give them information they need to get involved in their community. So I am thrilled to have with me today the associate publisher of The Coast News, Chris Kidd. Welcome. Thank you, Carol. It's good there's, to be here. <laughs> there's so much to cover, but I want to talk a little bit about your background and how you got into publishing. Sure. I'd love to share a little about that story with you. Um, it's a family affair at the Coast News. Uh, in fact, my father started it as the Beach News in 1987 in our garage. No way. In Encinitas here. That's right. Yeah, he um, is a real, uh, a real example of, of what entrepreneurship looks like. And... Uh, Started with a few used desks, he wired the phone out to the garage and started hitting the phone book, making calls, trying to get advertisers. So um, we back then we used to even develop our own photos in a small dark room we had there. Um, we've come a long way since then, but um, when I got involved, uh, it was in high school. I used to do paste up and pagination and layout before it was all digitally done. And I did that after school for a few years and uh, got a little taste of what it was that my dad was building and what it meant to run a community newspaper. Mm -hmm. But really, I got fully involved after college. I, I went away to pursue my dreams, right, and went to UCSB in Santa Barbara as a global studies major. Um, I don't want to get too deep into that, but I came back because my dad called me to help him run his business. He had uh, had to let his staff go for performance issues and said, Chris, I, I need you on the sales team. So I got involved as a salesperson then. And, and what that looks like is, is calling on local businesses and getting to understand their marketing challenges and then um, positioning the Coast News as part of that solution. And I've been doing that for many, many years, and I still do that today. Um, but I really kind of worked my way up through mm -hmm. the different departments at the Coast News. And with, at one point, the vision of as heir apparent, taking over operations, which sort of happened over the last few years as my dad just organically segued out of, of the day-to-day -day operations. Right. So right. Um, my title as associate publisher now is um, where I feel most comfortable, but sometime in the near future, I'll certainly be stepping into the title of publisher because I've been basically doing that for a while. But um, yeah, that's that's the short version, which I think is appropriate. So let's dial it back a little bit. Yeah. So your dad decides to start a newspaper. That's right. Did he have any experience in publishing? Was that something that maybe he had been involved in when he was a youth or where he grew up? Yeah, he. my dad's an amazing person. He has an MBA um, in business administration. He also has uh, chemistry experience. 
but he did work with a partner on the East Coast. They had a little newspaper in, uh, in a small town in, in Massachusetts, but that partnership went south. And he, um, he was out here chasing my mom after they got divorced, trying to be a good father and create some stability for me. Mm-hmm. And so he decided at one point, after working for a couple papers in this region, including what was the North County Times, among others, he decided he wasn't gonna be able to grow fast enough through the ranks to earn to his full potential. And so he decided to start his own paper, which was the Beach News. This is 1987. Um, it was a bold move. Um, a lot of people said he couldn't do it, but uh, that's the fuel a real entrepreneur needs to, to do it, right? And so he, he, uh, he started the Coast News in 87. Right, and I mean, yeah. it's a tough business now. It was a tough business then. My dad mm-hmm. also was in uh, publishing. He worked for the Sun Coast Newspapers in Southwest Florida. So he did the green sheet. He did their local newspapers. He was constantly selling advertising and really reinventing the paper almost every couple of years. You need to, right, to stay right. relevant. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, what a vision. Yes, and um, I think the community, if they don't already, they need to appreciate the fact that, that he had that vision, that he understood the value of a strong local paper. Um, because as you see around us, and hopefully we can talk about a little bit about that today, mm-hmm. um, it's not the, uh, the easiest business model. Right. To, to thrive within. But yeah, what, what a vision indeed. Well, that's a perfect segue. So as, as we all know, if you, if you read the newspaper or mm-hmm. pay attention to the news, um, the UT was recently sold and they've yeah. been laying off journalists and every, every time I pick up the paper, someone is writing their last column. So how do, yeah. you, feel, how do you feel that affects the, the Coast News and the, the more local newspapers? Um, I appreciate the question and, and you know, obviously, as a news person, I'm, I'm saddened by the loss of, a, of another local voice. Um, I, I think that in general consolidation, the, the less voices we have, independent voices, um, the more I think we're at risk of misinformation. Um, so how do I feel? I'm a little bummed. You know, not only do we appreciate help, healthy competition and know that we can't be the end all, um, but it's kind of um, almost like a little warning to us that we better mm-hmm. get our act straight before uh, we suffer the same fate. And uh, I see partners of ours, just yesterday in fact, or the day before, one of our partners sold their publication to, to another group here in Southern California. I see a lot of change in the air and it concerns me. It, it almost makes me want to take a more conservative approach to mm-hmm. as we move forward. But at the same time, I know that the landscape's changing faster than ever. So we're, we're not taking that conservative route actually hopefully we can make good out of it too right though, right, right, um, right maybe we'll we'll be able to attract some talent that that they let go right um particularly in the sales department mm-hmm. where we can find good good people with good ethics that can go out and, and talk to local businesses with emotional intelligence help identify their needs and serve them something of value because right. that old-fashioned um type of salesperson has been difficult for us to find in this marketplace. Right, right, I imagine. And another example, Santa Barbara, who went strictly online in the spring, Mm -hmm. shuttered last week or two weeks ago. Them being one of the longest established, the most long established newspapers in the the country. In the country. I think is is just another one of those um, sort of reminders that we need to sharpen our game and deliver more value for advertisers and the reader and meet people where they are now. Right. And that, that looks a lot of different ways and, and uh, maybe we'll have time to get into that today, but yeah, that was horrible news as well. And 
I don't think that they'll be the last. All right. So with that being said, let, let's talk about some of the things that you're doing with, if that's sort of a, a red flag to you between the UT mm -hmm. and Santa Barbara, you've recently done some collaborations with some local newspapers for content. Yeah. You know, in general, uh, content sharing is common, right? We have, we have news wires and things like that, that, that serve up content for local papers on a subscription basis. But, um, there's been some successful other news groups in the country that have just been pooling resources to, to have more aware feet on the street. For instance, like let's say we want to do a regional story um, and uh, there's a case in, in a city where we don't have direct beat coverage from our reporters. We can call on our partners and they can send someone down who knows their way around the land and we can okay. share that content. In other cases, we have hard you know, really interesting and intriguing op-eds maybe that run in another publication. Mm -hmm. Why not, if we're scraping for content one week or a story doesn't come through, why not reach to our partners, draw some of their content into our papers? That's the, the basic nature of that, but be, behind that is also a, an advertising um, cross-selling partnership okay. that underwrites this. And this is where the value is from a rev basis for us. We have only two sales reps, and that's myself, myself and one other. And so f since we can't find talent, we've had to think creatively about that. And uh, one thing we're doing now is we have the ability to sell advertising into their papers and vice versa. Oh, okay. So that we can leverage our relationships and you know sell ads into their papers where per maybe our customer has a second location or where they want to target people in other communities. So that's kind of the heart of that. And we have a greater partnership like that with additional community papers. Um, but focusing on, on this recent news, the San Diego News Group and their eight or nine titles, along with the Coronado News, mm -hmm. we've we've come together to sort of um, rebrand that partnership. But greater than that, we have um, Reader Publications in Fallbrook. We have Picket Fence Media in San Clemente. Oh, and, I did not know that. And okay. uh, one other up in Laguna that uh, that has some magazines there. So partnering with other community papers to stick up against the big guys, sort right. of a bunch of Davids against Goliath, if right. you will. Well, I like what you said that you could tap into. I, I was a subscriber. I still am a subscriber to the UT, but I did subscribe to the LA Times. So we were mm -hmm. getting a lot of duplicate. Redundant content. Redundant right? content a week yeah. later. Mm -hmm. But what I like about what you're saying is you can actually, boots on the ground basically, have someone be reporting or investigating for you, and it's still it's still your own original content. Or let's say our reporter is on vacation or has to cover a city council meeting when an event's happening. Mm -hmm. We can collaborate. They can send a reporter out. Maybe we share expenses mm -hmm. on that, for example. So yeah, it just makes us a little more dynamic and able to respond um, and, and give the coverage that our readers deserve, really, at the end of the day. And uh, we just want to put out the best paper possible. Right. You know, the most interesting read because we want to drive value for our advertisers. And um, there's a little bit of push and pull internally because our reporters want exclusive Coast News content and our editor who oversees them wants that too. So he's never, I think, gonna, and forgive me, Jordan, for throwing you under the bus a little <laughs> bit here, but he's never gonna prioritize um, someone else's content over right. our own because we're paying for it because there are people. But I'm um, intending to work with them on that because I just want to put out the best read possible that right. we can in the Coast News, and some of the regional content is, is just as relevant to our local readers. Right, and, yeah. and I agree. I mean, I, I comb through the Coast News for, for personal and, of course, business, being with the Chamber and the Visitor Center, um, yes. to see what's going on. But I do appreciate those little re more regional stories, what's going on in Coronado. Again, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we're the Visitor Center, they're not going to spend, visitors may not be spending, you know, an entire week just in Encinitas, but so it's, for, for me, it's, 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 
it's a resource for me to say, hey, you sure. know, the Post News actually has a great article about the art show that's happening in Coronado, mm -hmm. something like that. So Yeah, and you can already pick up most of their content through our website. We have mm -hmm. RSS feeds for our partners. and and um, But yeah, having that available has certainly brought value to all of our organizations within the network. And our long-term goal is to be able to attract advertisers um, in the aggregate that we wouldn't be able to do on our own by promoting larger numbers as a network. And uh, we can then compete for some of the ad dollars that the UT is getting and things like that from um, state programs, from you know bigger corporate advertisers, maybe the Home Depots of the world. Right. And, uh, and that's the vision and maybe beyond that, a programmatic ad network, other things. So it all takes time to d develop when you're right. a small company. But right. Um, these are all ideas on the table. So what's what what do you see the importance of the local newspaper to those local businesses? Well, besides the um, the marketing flat platform, having access to certain demographics that maybe aren't heavy on social and being able to promote their businesses through us, um, we function as part of a, an information ecosystem that, that they should be tapping into. I mean, a local business should be aware of what's going on at city council, of changes in the law that affect their business, their customers. And we are at all the city council meetings reporting on them. That's something that the Coast News as a community paper has intentionally kept as part of our DNA and what separates us from a lot of other community papers that may be more kind of hometowny, if you will, and not have that AP style edge. Mm -hmm. It's that city news content that we get from attending the council meetings. And, and some may not care about it, but in my opinion, it's among the, the top priorities for us that we need to continue because especially with things like the Brown Act that keep people from having productive conversations because of the law, we become a really important part. And I've heard of, the, of that ecosystem. And I've heard even from council members that, you know, they heard it in the Coast News first and it's city business. And I, <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. Right. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. But it's an important fabric of the community. Yes. And, and we want to do more for the local business owner because they are the lifeblood of the Coast News. Advertising revenue is what pays mm -hmm. for us. I mean, we do, we do welcome contributions and we have a small subscriber base, which is important. Um, but the local businesses are our customers. So um, we put on a contest recently. That's one thing we did. Uh, we we did a, the best of North County contest. Right, and right. these contests aren't new. I mean, people may, may be a little overwhelmed by them, but this is North County, this is Coast Newsland. And we very much wanted to um, create some healthy competition among local businesses. Mm -hmm. So we started this online contest, which I know you're aware of. We just uh, just distributed a magazine around town and had a little winner's party. And that's something we're gonna continue with because it gives something of value to the small business owner. Now they have this brand that, that says that they're they're chosen by locals as a favorite, mm -hmm. as the best. And, and that was one thing we did to drive more value for them. We're planning on other things. Um, a new partnership is building for some local events um, and other things. So. We're, we're excited to, to be trying these new things, but it's tough as a small business owner right. too. We need to balance these traditional rev streams with the hope of long-term new ones and right. with the small staff that can be challenging. Yeah, we're the same way at the Chamber of Visitor Center. You're, you're, yep. you're just trying to, you know, you're trying to improve and re-engage and reinvest in the community, but it's it's difficult with, with the, the funding and trying to find those revenue streams. This podcast is a great step forward. I think you're doing an awesome job. 
Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And we do have a feature in the Coast News called Chamber Chatter, which I think is actually oh, yeah. really important for our local businesses. So as a member as a member of the Chamber of Commerce, you have an opportunity to get profiled in, in the Coast News. Mm -hmm. And we work with our PR consultant and, in developing that article. And it is original content. I mean, we are providing that. But I think it's important. It really showcases and gives the local businesses a little bit more exposure that they might not have otherwise. I, I'm so glad you brought it up and that you guys are continuing to take advantage of that. Um, you know, five, ten years ago, I probably would just be knocking on the chamber's door asking you to buy ads and create some kind of campaign on a paid basis that way. But in this case, I think that this is a perfect example of the kind of um, sort of strategic partnerships that, that are going to be the future of our survival. It's um, recognizing how we can both benefit from a situation, and you nailed it. We get the content, we get local business content, you get more value for your for your members. Mm -hmm. That's a win-win, so I'm really excited about Chamber Chatter, and you probably know we've extended that out to the San Marcos Chamber as well. Yes, yeah, so you rolled that out recently. Um, yes, it, it, um, Rick and that chamber um, has also jumped on board, and, and we carry their Chamber Chatter as well every other week. And hopefully we can scale it up, because mm -hmm. that's relevant local content. Mm -hmm both from the reader standpoint, and it's something that, that you can give your members that they're gonna get feedback on. Mm -hmm. Because people in the community are gonna say, hey, I saw you in the Coast News. And I know that the chamber, um, for a while there, um, before your term, people were asking, hey, what am I getting from my membership? You know, I get a plaque, I get to go to these events, but I think this is just one more piece to, to what you drive, um, which is growing every day for the chamber and the value you drive for your members. So excited to be a part of that. Oh yes, yeah. we're excited to have you as a part, uh, an important partner in the community and and and, and a friend of the and a friend of the chamber Thank for you. sure. Thank and you. again, we're we're the same way. We're both we're both evolving, and you sort of have to keep up with the times and and really showing that added mm -hmm. value to you know to our to our members and 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 our partnership is is one way we can do that. Uh, going back to the the Coast News, um, the best of the North County. How many yeah. awards did you give out? There were over 180 businesses that won awards. Some wow. won multiple awards. After the nomination phase in January, February, um, we had over 250 businesses. No, actually, there was excuse me, like 1,200 businesses nominated. We ended up moving forward. I think over 200 categories to voting subcategories rather and it it we're probably gonna have to trim that down um next year because <laughs> with that comes, you live and learn yeah uh, just a lot a lot of um need to go out and meet with these businesses tell mm -hmm. them how the contest right. works and all that but yeah it was it was great i think everyone who participated um got value from it and we had a nice party um a couple weeks ago and, and there was nothing but smiles and people okay. having fun with their awards and um that was really a great moment when all the hard work paid off you know, from the project. But um, I hope the community embraces it, especially the business community, because I want that new brand we brought out into the mm -hmm. market, the best of brand, to be really the mark of excellence for local businesses. And the contest is legit. Mm -hmm. It's not like we get to say who wins. You know, We have a third party tabulating. Yeah. There's, there's rules and regulations to make You're sure we- You're not paying to play. Well, we offer voting tools, and that's mm -hmm. the only thing that compromises it. We do sell, you know, little subcategory sponsorships, ballot buttons, enhanced okay. ballot buttons, and right. voting tools. But other than that, you're not asking it. for an ad in return. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, after they've won, I'm following up, saying, "Hey, let's do a humble brag in the newspaper right, and right. tell people right, that fine. you were voted." But, um, but as far as the the legitimacy of the legitimacy of the voting, the it's all there. Yeah, so. All right, I have to talk a little <laughs> bit about uh, AI 
Oh, sure. And chat GPT. Okay. And how that's affecting your editorial staff and just the content that's out there in general. What a conversation that is. Um, I'm going to respect myself and not get too far into it yep. because I have a lot to learn still on mm -hmm. that front. And the industry is starting to host the conversations. But short term, when I first got my hands on the tool, I went in to see how eloquently it could write a piece for myself just as an exercise because I was about to assign it to another writer. And I was very impressed. Mm -hmm. Also now I know, you know you're on the back end of constant contact or whatever it is. There's tools that, that use AI that write content and things like that. And so I'm seeing it closer to being deployed for our benefit or for increased efficiencies, but I haven't myself actually jumped in and done that yet. And I have a lot more to learn about it, but we will see. And um, I'm sure the writers are looking to see if we're gonna be replacing them or how they're going right. to engage with the technology right. to put out better content. And I think that's the way we need to structure the conversation. It's not what is the threat of AI and how can we defend against it you know, in the newsroom, but how can we use it to put out better content? Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I've been in this profession, PR and promotions and events for 30 some years. And the mm -hmm. fact that someone thinks they can write a press release now through AI just gets my heart <laughs> beating a little too fast. However, I was listening to a podcast today and it was Steven Sodenheimer, the director, and that's how you pronounce his name. And he was saying basically AI for that, because they're facing the same thing in the in the movie business and all that, it gets you to yeah. where you want to go faster, right? It just gives you almost that outline and then you can massage it and personalize it and customize it. It just gets you to the end faster is how we put it. I'm like, well, I might be able to live a little bit without that That was my experience too. Yeah. And, uh, and for instance, I had to write some ad copy and I just told it to write a generic version. I then asked it some more questions and asked it to sort of personalize it a little more. Then I called on the customer and got quotes, injected them in, mm -hmm. added a little bit of my own style and hu human touch to it. And, and it probably cut the process in half. Interesting. Time-wise right. and money-wise, resource-wise. But I don't, I, I don't know. I don't per personally see it ever cutting staff. I hate robots. So I won't <laughs> let it happen in our business. You know, I, uh, that's how I feel. I go to uh, the human in line at grocery stores. I think I've shared this with you before. I've never shopped on Amazon. Oh, I did not know that. And uh, I, I think that goes right back to, to sort of the ethos of the Coast News and our customers and, and local, our important, the importance of local businesses to us. By shopping there, I'm basically saying goodbye to Main Street. Mm -hmm. You know, I choose to shop at local businesses whenever mm -hmm. I can, and it's an inconvenience often. But I think it's really important. And I try to remind people that they vote with their dollar bills and to be conscious consumers and support local businesses they want to see there next year because um, they won't be there if you don't. Right. And, and Amazon's going for them straight up. So I vote with my dollars and I don't shop there. Right. Well, you're preaching to the choir. Obviously, <laughs> the, the Chamber of Commerce is here to support our small businesses. And, yeah, and as much as we can do through our um, Small Business Saturday, which is the Saturday after Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to featuring them in, in, in our local media and, and podcasts and, and you know, at having them host a Moonlight Mix or just exposing them to the community at large. You guys do a great job too. Your team does. Oh, all thank that. you, yeah. thank you. What other questions do you have for me today, Carol? I don't know. What do you What do you want to cover, Chris? I don't know. You know, I came here because um, I really appreciate the chamber. Uh, I know there's been some changes in our industry. Um, there's a lot I, I could talk about, but 
um, I think I'll follow your lead. You've, you've started a good conversation here. Um, there's nothing that comes to mind now. I always see you and you're, you're upbeat and you have a smile on your face and you have a positive word to say. So what you. motivates you? What sort of gets you out of bed in the morning besides maybe an early wake up from your kids? <laughs> Quite the opposite. They're <laughs> asleep when I wake up. Um, right now, um, what motivates me is, well, the basic survival instinct and it's never been more real. So, um, you know, I, I need to stay relevant with advertisers and I need to build that soon or we won't be here anymore. That's the short version. Um, the, the UT didn't want to sell out, I'm sure. You know, they, yeah. they kind of had to. Um, and there's some legislation coming down that hopefully will help papers. And, and I think part of the reason that these two moves happened recently had to do with the legislation getting kicked back to next year. But um, what makes me go? Um, faith, um, the, the promises I've made to people to my advertisers who trust me, to my family who depend on me, to my partners who've um, created MOUs or shook hands on. You know, really, I just wanna, I just want people to say when I'm not around anymore, that was a good dude. You know, I want my dad who created this opportunity for me when he founded the Coast News years ago to, you know, be proud of me. Mm -hmm. um, ultimately, I wanna create enough wealth at some point through some of these moves we're making to add more to the community, to make a better paper, to do greater events, for instance. Um, one and But I've, I've noticed I've been trying to diversify what I do to keep it interesting because mm -hmm. after 15 or 20 years doing the same thing, you get a little burned out. So that's where some of these other ventures with the best of, with our partnerships, with partnerships for the local races like the Encinitas Beach Run makes sense. Um, it's just keeping it interesting and exciting. Right. You know, I just want to rest my head every day and not have regrets. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate all you do. <laughs> and I encourage everyone to pick up a copy of The Coast News and uh, check them out online as well. Yes, thecoastnews.com is the website, thebestofnorthcounty.com. And uh, if you like active events, come down to the Encinitas Beach Run and join us on September 17th. 20% off with coupon code COAST20 at checkout. Thank you. Thanks so much. Can't help myself. You. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, and thanks to our sponsor, Max Lux. Join us again for the next episode of Encinitas Chamber Chat Live. For more information on the Chamber and its activities, please visit EncinitasChamber.com.